0: Thank you guys for joining us again today with another episode of Pursuit of Purpose. I'm Robbie. I'm Chuck. And today we have with us a very special guest. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. Tell us a little bit about himself.
1: Well, hello. My name is Ray Stelly. I'm a I'm a former uh, state recognized powerlifter, Eagle Scout, and multi-time marathoner in the push run division. Um. I choose not to let my disability uh, impact the ways that um, I tackle my goals. Well, that is wonderful. So you you said push
0: run division. Tell the audience what that means.
1: Well, the push run division that's the um, category where the participant uses a racing wheelchair um, to cover the. Um, Covered a distance such as 5K, half marathon, and even the full marathon. Uh, we normally start about five minutes before the uh, even, even the um, elite athlete for the um, marathon. Mainly because most most of us are faster than the general population. Although coming to a stop.
0: That's a whole other ballgame, maybe.
1: That that that's where the old trick is, lies. <laughs> that that in turning, we we can't turn on a dime. Wow.
0: Yeah, you know that's something I never thought about of either of those. That's right. The, that's the thing I thought about like that. Okay. That kind of occurred to me. Yeah, but. The turning thing. Can you imagine hitting a, a ninety degree turn? No. And like because it's a it's a wheelchair. Yeah. It, it, you might have momentum. You might be going you know fifteen or twenty miles
2: an hour. <laughs> You're not careful. Is it <laughs> like a lead, or do you lean like a motorcycle, or
1: how do you? Oh, um, it, it's more more of a um a, a lean. The wheels, the back wheels are slanted. Oh, I guess with some camber. And First ability. for stability, yes, sir. Yeah. And um, we normally have normally have a young uh, guide, um, that well, bike guide that uh, rides the full course. Uh that um, makes good sense. Oh, uh, there's some of those hills. Um, I recently did a marathon in the Rock and Roll Marathon in San Antonio, and going up the hill, I was averaging one to two mile an hour yeah going down apl- applying some brake which was mainly you know, my hand grabbing uh, the rim or the glove grabbing the rim 19.8 19.9 yeah, i bet that got mm-hmm. hot in your hands going down like that <laughs> i w- wasn't applying too much uh, okay uh, too much brake to it but just enough to Keep it, keep it under control. Oh my word! That's amazing. Like that's
0: that's a realm that that most of us don't understand. Everything that goes into it, and that's fascinating. Uh, thank you for sharing that. That's right. amazing. And those those chairs are not like your typical wheelchair at all. While they may not have you know a motor on them, they sure enough are built for speed
2: oh, and sorry. agility. Uh, you showed me some pictures before the show, and we'll share those with the audience. Yeah, because uh, the image I have is kind of almost like a dragster. You got some smaller's in the
1: front and some larger's in the back. Got two uh, two standard size wheels in the back. Mm-hmm. Um and the uh, back part of the chair resembles a, a typical chair and, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, but the center of uh, there's a center fork that has a smaller wheel in the uh, center or in the front of the chair. Okay, and that um, is um it's a little bit it's a little bit smaller. Um, and of course we have a uh, steering handle that. Ah, okay. But most of the time, that's for, like, oh, track racing. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm
0: going to ask you a crazy question, and you're a guy with good humor. You, you've you got, you know, good humility about you. I don't think this will be too embarrassing. Have you fallen out of it? Um, Have you wrecked it in a race or, or practice?
1: Not fallen out,
0: but oh Well, I'm sure you're strapped in. You're probably wearing a seatbelt and everything.
1: As far as as wrecking it, I have gotten the back wheels off uh, off the pavement a few times (laughs) just just due to uh, not paying attention. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: I'm also curious. I mean, we're going to move off from this here in just a second, but I'm curious. So... You know, in, in NASCAR and other types of racing where there's a vehicle involved, where there's an expression that's used a lot of times. And it's, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. So in your kind of racing, do y'all touch each other's chairs or each other a lot in the start or in the stop or in turns or anything
1: like that? Is there ever? I, I don't because um, most of the races that I, that I go to um around the Golden Triangle, I'm pretty much the only one in a uh you know, racing chair. Mm. Okay. The only time that uh they actually face uh the competition like that is like at the Houston Marathon. Yeah. And to be quite honest, most most of them You could take my best times (laughs) cutting it out, and they would still probably be
0: (laughs) ahead of that. It's a pretty competitive field then. Right. Well, that's awesome. Are you going to continue doing that? Oh, as as long as I'm able. That's great. That is is great. So inspirational. So what I'd like to do now is ask you about your
1: childhood, about growing up. Where did you grow up? Where were you born first? Oh, Born in the... Port Arthur at well, Park Place Hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. Port Arthur, Texas. Port All right. Texas. Very good. Oh, uh, born in, oh, uh, born in uh, raith and Golden Triangle. Live at, live in Hampshire now. All right. Went to school there. Um, born and bred Southeast Texas boy. Absolutely.
0: All right. So, what was school like for you coming up?
1: Cool. School. School was was great most of the time. I- Oh, I, I was friend, friend with pretty much everybody. Yeah. Um. Oh, let's see. How were grades for you? Grades, the depend on the subject. They were anywhere from I could ace it in my sleep to uh, had to stay up all night just to um, just to pass. <laughs> but you were willing to do whatever it took. Absolutely, that's mm-hmm. great. What was discipline like in your home? Um, did
0: you get a lot of whippings. You get
2: grounded a lot. How did uh, how that happen?
1: For the most part, I I was I was pretty
2: pretty well behaved. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> uh, and uh, who all was in your home growing up?
1: Um, it was my dad, my my mom, and my my
2: brother. Older or younger brother? Younger. Younger. Okay. So you're this. Right. Ah, so you were the you were the first experiment. <laughs> What's you. the gap in age? Yeah. Oh how
0: far apart are y'all? Roughly six years. Okay. That's okay. a pretty good size gap. Yeah,
2: that's uh in in the family dynamics where we call that a significant only, meaning you were pretty much done and he like say with high school, he was just coming in. So you almost kind of had two different friend groups and all those sorts of things.
1: I, I graduated in the uh, '06, and he graduated in 2013. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yes, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Right.
2: Uh, so uh, while you were in school, uh, there's was there anything in particular you were involved in? I think you did mention some athletics, but were there other things?
1: Oh, um, the main main thing was the um, the powerlifting yeah. through, um, through through high school. Mm-hmm. Did a little, or I was on a couple of the UIL teams for, for mainly um, geography and social studies. Okay.
0: Okay. So I want to ask you this, and for our audience, just so that they know, the ones listening will definitely uh, have some questions, and the people viewing as well. Tell them about your differences, about what makes you different from
1: the rest of the world as you see it. Um. I, I have um, I have some real palsy. Okay. Um. I walk with, I walk with a slouch. chum you call it a slouch. Well, oh <laughs> uh, well. Funny story about that. Oh, uh, when I had the surgery to um the help um alleviate. Oh, so well, to straighten you up, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, which was seventh, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. They, they measured me at six foot seven. Wow.
0: I was gonna say you had to be close to seven foot because even with your so-called
1: slouch, you're above me. Uh, right now, I'm probably about six foot three. Six foot three. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That.
2: But they. Uh, so this surgery was to, like you said, kind of straighten things out a little bit.
1: Or. Oh. Part part yes, of the uh, issue was well uh, I also have Soto syndrome, which is uh, excessive growth uh, excessive growth through the early years of life. Is that a pituitary gland um, thing or is that do um, you know? Honestly I don't, don't know. know. Oh, okay. Well that's uh, fine. Needless to say I was I was always literally ahead a head taller than even kid two to three years older than I was. Wow, mm, wow! So that's all through the grade schools, right. and, and then this surgery happened. Uh, I think seventh, I hurt in middle school, seventh grade. Okay. Yeah, okay. all right, and, and okay. uh, walk, uh, walked in. Oh, uh, able to run better than I walked because wow. I, was, I was always oh uh, I was always on my on my toes. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. uh, uh, Oh, uh, straight, straightening out. just that wasn't a, an a option, oh, uh, rolled rolled out of the hospital. Oh, between then and the time that I finally was able to stand under my own power, it was about three years. Wow! So you, so you used a yeah. uh, 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 wheelchair? wheelchair? Water,
2: okay. And, okay. Um. So it took that long for everything to kind of catch up, and your body to catch up right. to, to the intent of the surgery, I suppose.
1: Absolutely. Okay. All right.
2: It would go. Um,
1: it would. Let's see. There was some uh, unre- unrealized, uh, I guess, a nerve condition. Okay. That. Oh, like showed itself. Well, after the surgery uh, that, it, that took um, caused some more uh, delays that delays and it took some more time to finally come to a diagnosis of what it was yeah oh um, that that was a um you know, difficult uh, stretch um it made me think about the question whether or not it would have been better if I had not been able to walk at that time, Ah. ever knowing the feeling versus knowing the feeling, and then for that time not not being able to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. You had to take three years off from, from
2: walking basically. So, mm-hmm. so I guess that uh, there are folks we probably have all met through the years that have had certain medical conditions where the doctors uh, oftentimes will say, well, there's this and then there's this. And it's almost like six, one, a half dozen, the other like this is likely going to happen. But then if you don't do it, this is for sure what we know. And then we have to make that, that I guess, as a family, you all had to make that decision say, well, what's going to be yeah. the best thing for you, you know?
1: Um yeah, There, there was a there was a few times that after after the fact that I that I had questioned whether or not it was a um, a wise decision. But yeah.
0: Oh um, well did your parents that were you involved in the decision pretty heavily that they ask you what do you want to do and all that kind of I, stuff? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, that's good. We we
1: we we had all discussed it yeah. Mm-hmm. Um once once I the initial shock had uh, wore wore off I I knew that I want to walk across the stage at graduation uh, which oh thankfully I, I, I was able to achieve
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. well you you are uh, very inspirational in that just that story alone is that's beautiful that's amazing mm-hmm. uh you overcame some some pretty difficult things in, in a young Life, you know, in your early years, seventh grade is not a real um, high mark of maturity. Right. In you know, you're a common young man. Right. In America, you're not, you know, that, you right. know, mature or astute to understand what you were dealing with. And those are those are grappling with some pretty
2: big big issues i put you uh in a unique category and hope that's okay uh we've all had friends i know even cancer has been in your family with young people and cp and cp and uh and it almost like it presses young people into a maturity kind of before their time absolutely yeah you because know, you we get these average we get we know high school kids are like I don't understand why you can't see things maturely, but obviously you kind of got pressed into it early as a young man, and uh, and responded to it well and and i I want to hear more about the the overcome story too we'll get to that for sure well there's
0: something else that that you sent me you sent me a little bio just for our audience to understand i cheated a little bit before this interview he shared with me about himself uh before we set this up Hmm. so you told me in that that you attained eagle scout status now, that's not an easy thing to do. I have two boys that both were in scouting that neither one <laughs> attained Eagle Scout status. And you did that amidst all this that you were dealing with. You had to because those are the ages in which you're building your scouting progress. Hmm. So how did that how did that come about? How did you get to be an Eagle Scout? It it was
1: about a, about a four-year Four-year process. Um, I I started. Um, I started the workouts uh, actually a little bit uh, late. Okay. most, although I had been in workouts and went all the way through the era of light. Yeah. Um, I I I took a little bit of time off during that time. Oh, I didn't start back into it. I was probably 14, okay. 14 years old. Um, local little scout troop that I uh, joined in. Had a lot of um cousins that went through it. Um, let A lot of cousins and a lot of uh, friends from school and all that.
0: So did you think that that... Networking and that building with that social group and the support of your scouts was that helpful in building you into the man you are now? Oh, absolutely.
1: It um, it's, it's it showed me that besides the family. Oh, I had a um, I had a ad- additional support um support group. You belonged somewhere. Right. You had a group that loved you, that didn't
2: have to. They chose you, right? And you were a part of something bigger than yourself. I, I was just one of the guys. That's right. <laughs> one of my favorite things about scouting. So, congratulations. That's a they don't give that away. No, Eagle Scouts. That's a big, yeah, big honor. Big, and I've been privileged uh, through the years, young men. Friends, some family, church, what have you, uh, to write some of the letters, the uh, endorsement letters for for uh, young men that are going to the Eagle. And they, you know, just people who know them, youth ministers, what have you. Uh, But one of the things I often liked about scouting, and uh, I'm one of those guys, you kind of had to choose. You couldn't be in two places at the same time. So you're either going to be in your sport or you're going to be in scouting. I would have done scouting, but sports, you know, was was the option. Probably would have done better in scouting, to be honest with you. Regardless, it was that opportunity for that constant reachable achievement. We had to work at it, but it was reachable. It was achievable. And I like that part of scouting.
0: The other thing that I admire, and I believe that you would, I mean, I hope you would agree. I'd like to know if you agree, is that in scouting, you're not necessarily competing against anyone but yourself. Right. Okay. You are teaching yourself to do better than you.
1: Right. All the time. Uh, especially whenever you're, um, uh, uh, getting toward the later, uh, later ranks, you, you, know uh, you tend to take on more of the, a uh, leadership role, a uh, youth leadership role of the, um, of the troop. Yes. Um. Start mentoring the younger ones. I, I was, uh, um, let's see, assistant senior patrol, or patrol leader. Then the uh, senior patrol leader uh, I was the uh, troop secretary a couple times Wow uh, and then once I got the eagle and ate uh, ate that for for a little while I was uh, assistant uh, one of the assistant scout masters. That's quite an accomplishment. That you, is that's, that's amazing. That and uh, to to and I didn't
2: even realize that there were all of those different roles that uh, that were non adult roles. These are these are actual members of the troop have to assume those roles. I, I mean, any organization is going to have some of those things, but it sounds to me like you kind of raised your hand for a lot of different positions. Uh, yes, sir.
1: That's that's good. We we were we were a troop most of the time of. So... Probably 10 to 20 uh, scouts, mm-hmm. um, all fairly pi- tight-knit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
2: know, one of the things about scouting, too, is uh, uh, they are typically amazing assets to the community that they're yes. in. But then y'all go places. Did y'all do that? Did y'all go to these different, I don't know what you call them, these gatherings and jamborees and, and all these outings and things? Um, of course,
1: um, we went to Camp um, Camp Ireland. Yeah. Oh quite a few times doing um uh, volunteer uh, work with the uh, cut Scouts. I didn't travel too too much as far as uh, the big the bigger um scouting uh, or camping events like uh, Philmont and some of the other national jamborees. Mm-hmm. We went or I went with the uh, troops to, I think it was Vicksburg, Mississippi, for the uh, Civil War site Oh the, yeah, that's wow. What would you think about that? Oh, I, I I enjoyed it. We did the the full um, the full park trail. Yes. Uh, that 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 was uh, quite interesting. Uh, with with the hills, oh uh, they they would. They would leave me a little bit behind going up the hill. But about midway down, I'd leave them in- <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, I, now, I'm just going to show my listening skills here, man. Uh What I heard you say earlier is that one of your UIL competitions was geography. So I'm taking it you're a history geography guy. Oh,
1: um, More so history. Okay. Um, um, more specifically American history. Yep. Well, there you um, go. Pretty much World War Two of my old really, I really? like yes, that yes. That, that, and the old Revolution okay, or our founding documents anyway. Yes,
0: yes. Well, that's great. That, that is what well, that's and, a mark of intelligence right there. Somebody to
2: studies those sort of things. Indeed, and BSA is uh, is big time into patriotism. And yeah. So uh, I know at least uh, I think we've all lived in Lumberton and these other places, and uh, the Scouts are always good to mark those days, you know, uh, those uh, national holidays with flags and various things like that. So that's awesome. I love it. To achieve your Eagle Scout, you have a project, right? Isn't yes. that how that works? Yes, sir. What was your
1: project? My, my project was uh, organizing... And uh, seeing through a uh, fun drive, uh, I mean a blood drive. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Oh, I did that at the old First Baptist Church of uh, Hampshire. So you gave the gift of life. <laughs> yes. To get your wings. <laughs> <laughs> to get your wings, yes. Both I can remember. I believe it was forty something units of blood. Wow. <laughs> we're collecting.
0: Okay. So for every unit of blood, if I'm not mistaken. You saved three lives.
2: I believe that's correct. Really? where well, every didn't, unit didn't know that is statistic. three. Three recipients. Well look at that, man. That's it. Yeah.
1: And that was the one that got you up over the edge, right? It was that and then well after that, after you submit all the uh, paperwork to the council, uh you had to do a uh, final uh interview, they call it on um, board and review. Okay. And Oh, um, luckily that went well. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, that- I don't think luck had much to do with
0: that. Correct. I think Correct. that was a, a lot of planning, a lot yeah. of energy and efforts, yes. and uh, I think
2: you earned that. Yes, uh, for sure, for sure. So, um, so we wrap up high school, and uh, and I presume you're a little older than high school now. Yeah. What came next? Well, I want to ask oh. him what he wanted to do when he was in high school. What did you want to
0: okay. become? What what was your idea when you were still in high school? What were you thinking about to to make yourself into?
1: Honestly, I was I was all over over the place. That's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I, I I ended up um, choosing to, to go to um, LIT for computer drafting um, mm-hmm. to get my computer drafting degree. Okay. Oh. Did you finish that?
0: Uh, yes. Sir. Very good, very good. So is that a that's a two year program
1: or a four year? What is that? I the um, associate's it was two Okay, years, very good. But it, took, it it took me three. That's that's not that out of the ordinary. <laughs> no, it's
2: not. It's not. I, uh, my uh uh daughter recently found my transcript from my college years. And uh, and this is just getting out the first time, not the second, I did end up going to, to Lamar for more schooling, but she's looking at it and she's like, you went to seven different colleges? I go, well, I was a little lost. She goes, really? <laughs> no, look at the dates, so they were all summer schools. But, it, but I really only went to one, one college, but uh, it took a little while to get out. I was more than it should. Yeah, So yeah, it's okay, we're all in good company here.
0: That's amazing. So uh, I, I, I'm i sorry to have interrupted your question from before, no, but I really wanted to know yeah. what your thoughts were and ambitions were while you were still in school. Yeah. Uh, so far throughout this interview and, and our time together, as brief as it's been, I take you to be a man of ambition, someone who is driven to create yourself into more than what you are, no matter where you
1: are. That, that's one thing i've i've noticed that once once i get the um you know, i get i get the once i get the idea oh and and decide that something i'm gonna pursue it might it might take me a few years to even to get started on it but once i do i tend to tend to carry it out that's good yeah
2: that's really good. But I guess to me that kind of begs the question: what's what's next?
1: My my next uh, goal is to um, start speaking in front of uh, uh, youth sports teams, uh, church groups, and disability uh, advocacy advocacy groups. Yeah, uh, advocacy. showing that um, a disability is nothing more than a label. Yes. That's beautiful.
0: It I is. love that, and I and do. we talked a little bit before the interview, and I shared with you my view on that, and and I think you agree. Do you, what do you think about what I said about how I view that the majority of people who classify themselves as disabled are just different; they just have a difference, not a disability. How
1: do you feel about that? I I, I would agree with that. One one thing that I've always so uh, believed is that, and I've, it, everybody's heard it so many times that uh, to show you right now. That's all right. Oh, uh, we like cliches. When, when it's a when there's a will, there's a way. Yes. Oh, uh, absolutely. If uh, if if you if you can think, uh, or if you think you can, oh, uh, there's nothing stopping you except the person you look at in the mirror. That's perfectly put. I'd like to take it one step further,
0: because what I hear from you, even though you're saying, think, you're actually showing faith. You are a man who has faith, faith in himself, faith in his creator, and faith in his ability to create. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. So where there is faith, there will always be a way, right? Correct. And... That's what you seem to be showing the world with your life. And it's
2: very inspirational to me just hearing it. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, the, the uh, two opposing positions that we find ourselves coaching and counseling is uh, but, uh, the difference between what Rob just mentioned, which is creating the ways versus being a victim of, I think we've used the word, uh, difference rather than disability and uh, I don't hear any of that <laughs> at all. I, I, and even with the the setbacks in three years where you know we had to kind of reclaim the ability to ambulate and walk and whatever, uh, there was that idea that will this is gonna happen oh um,
1: when, whenever I went back to the doctor towards the, um, toward the end of that whole um, series of events, the the neurologist that I was seeing at the time just uh, basically shook his head and uh, just believed, like, I can't explain it. (laughs) Wow. But there there was the evidence right there. Yes.
0: Love it. Say, my faith doesn't need your explanation, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? Right. I like that. So, I'm curious. Uh, You mentioned earlier on, we talked about your mom and dad and everything. What what impact have has their, what is their role in your life and what impact have they had on you and the man you've become? Oh. Talk about that just as much as you'd like.
1: Honestly, I I couldn't have um, had any, um, uh, or I couldn't have had or slash have any better own um, parents, so. We, ne- we never really, the, the difference, or the the, the disability, you can was, call was, it whatever was, you want. Was, was never really a. Um, we we were all aware that it was there, right? But mm-hmm. it was it was it was never something that we uh, that we used as a uh, as a crutch. Matter of fact, most of the time when I was really oh, uh, real young. They would have to tell me to okay, slow down. You're gonna end up wearing yourself out <laughs> because though well walking or and standing for any length of time, I, I would literally you know, stand stand or uh, walk. Oh, enough that say right, I I would wear my wear myself out just oh <laughs> uh, just proving to myself that I could do it. Well, if there was a, I'm
0: so sorry. If there was a message that you could give to your mom and dad right now, mm. tell them something. What would you tell them right now about how they, how your life was
1: being their son? Only words I can say. Thank you. Y'all were li- always there. Always counting, could always count on y'all matter of fact, I still do to this day. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I can see their investment paying off in great dividends in you. And I'm gonna let you in on a little secret as a parent myself. It's very likely, I'm gonna speculate that if they were here and they were talking to you, that they would tell you they gained more from you than they were able to give to you Mm -hmm. by the experience of being your parents just as a, I'm speculating as a parent myself, so I'll bet you that they're grateful that, that they had you as their son.
1: Um, Have just, you ever thought of it that way? A couple times. I'm, I'm just thankful that God seemed it, deemed um, um, it fit. The right people. Right? That's right. The right people. That's right. And so, uh,
2: and since we're still in that, that general subject, so if, if we're going to kind of look this way as if you're talking to say um some young parents who maybe they maybe their first child or one of their children and the um you know the doctors have just come in and basically said this is your child's condition and maybe it's something similar to what uh, to your condition or some you know somewhere in that neighborhood and maybe start those parents on this journey of developing the best way to respond to their child, what would you tell those
1: parents that obviously your parents did figure out? I, I would, I would say, oh, acknowledge the the limitations, oh, as they are, but.
0: Hmm. take your time it's okay. okay it's good acknowledge the limitations as they are
1: acknowledge that they the limitations that they are but don't, um, don't I give help Oh, help to show the um, kid that uh, that the limitations that they are aren't always. They're not. They're never static. That there's always an opportunity for growth. So don't let the limitations be the only. The, be the the
0: boundaries of that kid's life. Right. Let them live beyond their limitations. Right. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Right. Yeah. No. You know, don't, no. don't, don't don't push on. Way past their own limitation at that point, but allow them to to explore and uh, to challenge themselves on their own terms. So let them create their own expectations
0: of their life. Don't put the parents' expectations on them, but encourage them to create their own. Would that be? Perfect. Yes. Okay. Good job, man. That's
2: what I heard you saying. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. because there are parents that are they're waking up every day and, uh, you know, coming out of, you know, a, a, they just had this brand new baby into their life. And now they realize there there's a there's a learning curve. There's a difference. There's a, of a difference. Kind. And so, you know, what do we do, obviously, with the physical limitations? But how, how do we affect that mind? You know, and your parents—I love it. They never told you no, but they did tell you slow, <laughs> and, and I like that. They, I mean, they're like, okay, because we don't want to have to—we don't have to fix something that he ran into supposedly. You know, <laughs> like he went a little too far. But I love their attitude, though, man, and what a blessing, right? Yeah. So, no, what age did you get your first race chair? First,
1: um, oh, so that was, uh, thirty two.
0: And okay, 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 all
2: right. Just curious. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. and and obviously you're you're uh, you're still participating. You're still signing up for these events. Yeah, and, yes. and, you know, and keep the wheels rolling, okay. as they say. Okay, so you are how old now? Thirty thirty
0: six. Thirty six years old. You're a very young man. Uh, I am curious. I'm going to ask you a very big question. Are you a successful man?
1: In in certain aspects, I would say I am. I appreciate that answer. That's Uh, a good uh, answer. As far as as faith, I feel like I am. (sighs) As far as as building a uh, community that a friend, a family that that I know and know... That have my back, uh, absolutely. Um, as far as knowing my my limits, uh, definitely. One aspect that um, I'll just put the this way, there. There's some areas I have unfinished business.
0: Absolutely, don't we all? My goodness. But what I loved yeah. about your answer was you answered in the affirmative. You you recognized your success because I see you as a successful man. Yes this side of the table and that side of our audience is going to understand that you are a successful man okay none of us are finished Perfect. we all have things that we are still to become so i am congratulating you mm-hmm. that you recognize the success in yourself and that you're not finished right. okay sure. so what i'm going to do now we're going to we're going to segue into another part of the show but What I'd like to do now is you've disclosed to our audience that you want to become a speaker. You want to motivate people who have similar experiences in life or even different, but people who go through what they see as difficulties or differences, even disabilities, and you want to inspire them that they're not finished, right? Right. So how would somebody get in touch with you if they want you to come speak? for them or to them how would they get in touch with you would you like to give your phone number right now
1: my my phone number 409-527-0270 and um, my my facebook page is race deli motivational speaker Um,
0: and i'll share that when we share the post mm -hmm. but i want people to know and i'm going to also speculate that you're probably hopefully going to get some feedback from this okay so I'm looking forward to seeing results. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to you calling me and saying, Hey, uh, I I may need some help because these people won't leave me alone. they, they (laughs) like that. I got to go talk to this group and that group. And Mm. so let's
2: put that out there. Let's put that out there in the universe. Okay. So can we give them just a little bit of taste of what they can expect? So I'm going to go with the two different sides here. You can't have a chaos without order. That's your yin and your yang. So you did mention about success. So you can't have success without failure. Got to have a few setbacks to bring that spirit back up. So what are your thoughts on failure? On failure.
1: Oh, um, the first step of overcoming the, uh, any type of uh, failure or obstacle is um facing the per- uh, facing the person, uh, your toughest competitor in the mirror. Your tough, the tough competitor knows your strengths, your weaknesses, your path, your level of exertion at that particular time. The only thing it doesn't know is your willingness to oh, see the see the uh, path to the end. Well, that was profound. Very.
2: I love that you are your biggest competitor. I love that. The guy that's looking back. Man, that's good stuff. Motivated me. I'm telling you. <laughs> So I mean it, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I had to pick on him a little bit. Get that wheel back on the road, man. Quit running off of the ditch.
0: <laughs> yeah. My goodness. That was that was good. That was real good. Very Man, you, you want to write it down. Right. Uh so that was that was very good. Very encouraging. So is there a group that you have in mind, a target group that you'd like to be your first group that you speak in front of? First group would
1: be or have you spoken yet in front of people? I've I've, I've given a couple of speeches. Uh, one to um, to the church I attend. Um, that was on a Wednesday night, about a year and a half ago or so. How many people were in the audience? That was probably about thirty. Okay, and then the the other group that I talked to, or um. Present in front of with the uh, arc of um, greater Beaumont. Okay, and that similar, similar size sized uh, audience. How'd that go for you? Um, oh, feedback feedback was um, great.
0: But how did it feel for you when you were up there doing it? For
1: me, the first thirty seconds to minute was the uh, the most nerve wracking. Once once you once you break oh uh, break into the stride. It, it felt it felt comfortable just like running a
2: race right right good deal. No, that, that's inspiring. And, uh, and I, I, uh, I, I love it that you, uh, you do have these friend groups, you know, church, and then of course, art, you know, and, um, that, which is the best place to start. Let's start with the people who are rooting for us, you know, and get those skills down. And we often tell folks who Rob does a lot of coaching with fees that, you know, start with the people, you know, and then from there, after you get that confidence going, man, it's, it, it's going to break free. You're already calling that to come to you it's happening right now you're creating that as we speak look at where you are Yeah. look at what you're doing
0: Yeah. you're doing it right really? now so if you had to predict if you could look ahead because you're a very young man 36 years old by the time you're 40 what do you want to have already done
1: it's only four years down the road I, I want to have uh, spoken in front of groups of uh, hundred plus. Okay, um, that's good. I want I want to uh, continue to uh, continue the uh, marathon journey by going to another uh, round that I haven't yet done the ultra marathon. What's an ultra marathon? That's anything over the twenty six point two. The shortest race is, uh, I believe, a thirty-mile or fifty-kilometer uh, race. Wow, where do you even go to do that? Right. Um. That that's part of the uh, difficulty with the uh, with the chair. Most of the ultras, they're trail races, and the, the chair just not um uh, feasible. Yeah. Um. I'd I'd probably end up signing up for one and doing it virtually um, on one of the training places I currently use. Okay. That's a really cool
0: concept. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't either. That's pretty amazing. Technology is really,
2: really right, changing right. the landscape. So you just measure the distance, but in a in a place that's
1: more uh, applicable to the chair. Like is it the, a simulator it. like where it? Um, a, uh, most of the time when I do a virtual race of the um anything more than like a no uh, anything more than ten k. Yeah. I normally go to the uh, Gulf Terrace hike and bike. Okay. And just make the uh, make the two mile loop. Dozens of times. <laughs> Dozens of times. That's actually,
2: that's that's really neat. That is. That yeah. is. And you, uh, so you register to the event, and then uh, somehow or another you just log distance and time and such. I, I'm sorry,
1: you, okay. I use an app on my phone. Okay. Um, it's, it's mounted to the chair. That's amazing. i like, Where I, there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. Where like, there's a will. Yeah, that,
0: a that's way. amazing. Like, I, yeah. I, you've opened my understanding up to a whole new realm Mm -hmm. of possibility. That's right. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. And I hope that other people who experience life on wheels Mm -hmm. will hear what you're saying and and understand that they too could take part in this type of an experience if they want to, that there are options for them. I I didn't know that either. That's That's amazing. First I learned of that today. Thank Thank you. So, If you had to or or if you had if you could say something to people, young people who are experiencing life on wheels or similar experiences and they're in their younger part of life, like let's say that they're just entering into adolescence, 10 years old, 12 years old, maybe even eight years old. But, you know, they're coming into that age where they start to understand the world around them a little bit and they start to really see the differences and feel the differences. And is there any advice that you might might want to give to them?
1: I, I know as far as yeah, in my, the way I approached it, the first thing I had to do with the condition was accept it and you know, get, come come to terms with, okay, this is, this is what I can currently do, this is what I currently can't do, Oh, how do I want to? How do I want to navigate this? Uh, once, once you do that, we go uh, the 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 horizon of whatever you think. Oh, uh, think you want for yourself? So you've got three different
0: perspectives to look at. I mean, if you're, if I'm understanding you right, you've got where you are, where you can't go yet. And where you want to be. Mm. Is that right? Mm. And you have to, what you're saying, if I understand you right, is that you have to accept where you are first. And you have to understand where you can't get to yet. And then you have to have ambition for where you want to be. Is that right? Oh, perfectly said. Okay, I just wanted to make
2: sure I was understanding what you said. That I mean, you said it. I, yeah. I was just repeating it. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love the formula. Uh, I, that that is so applicable. Like a triangle of self. Yeah, it's kind of like the chair when the wheels are canted <laughs> yeah. out, like you were talking about. You're in your triangle of self when you're in that race chair. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Just keep them on the. Just stay off the gravel. Yeah, stay yeah. off the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: want to ask you a silly question It was inspired just now When we were talking about the gravel And staying on the pavement Have you ever hit a car in your race chair? I've never hit a car no. Yet Nope No Do <laughs> no. <laughs> so you have to carry liability insurance on this thing? No, I mean, is no. it Because I know you're moving at a pretty high rate of speed
1: um, Oh, it's, it's not record It's not insured <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome That is What's the fastest you've gone in your chair?
1: Um, the fastest. That was the, on the downhill uh, or uh, much if we have hill around here. Right. The fastest. Mm. Um, not the nineteen. That was the uh, fastest. Nineteen eight. Were you ever scared? Um, I would say concerned and, and focused <laughs> on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, what did I need to do to? Yeah. You were very aware. You were very vigilant. <laughs> you know, and I'm
2: thinking, I'm thinking back and i watch mean, watched maybe a few of these situations. And I obviously have gloves because you you're, 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 you don't want that friction. Do you, I mean, do you helmet? Do you knee pad just in case? I mean, what's your gear here? Oh, I have, for the,
1: for, for those um, bigger races like the Houston Marathon, mm-hmm. uh, helmets are required, but for most of the local races, I normally don't don't wear a uh, helmet. Okay. Um, mainly mainly just due to train. Yeah. Um, I I know what to expect on yeah. on the course. Um. Oh,
2: yeah. was, well, was no, no, that was that was perfect. So when you're just training, you you don't ha- you don't wear all that. You just, just okay. It's only the minimum, like just, protecting yeah, your hands. I guess just the gloves. Yeah. Okay. All right. I no, I didn't. I mean, I presume because of liability even the uh the race organizers try to minimize their risk as well and so they're like yeah you know in case you hit a curb or something we
1: don't we want you to be be okay well, well it's it's that and it's also um, for the bigger races the oh uh, the incorporation of the bike guides yes yeah oh uh, there, there's there's some, uh, sometimes one of the uh, downhill or float that it that they they'll be a couple hundred feet ahead of me, so, well, letting the other other runner know that I'm gonna be coming through. but I'm coming in at probably fifteen to twenty miles an hour with no <laughs> brakes. No, he's well, got no, hand, hand brakes. Yeah, yeah. The, the chair itself actually has a. Oh, it had a brake on the front wheel. Okay. but that's more for the more applicable to the um, track track based on uh, distances. Oh, okay. That, that get that getting you up to the uh, to the line and uh, stabilizing they, you, holding you still. Oh, um, they don't they don't work uh, well at or at all hmm. when you're moving at any type of speed. Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I, blew, I blew out a tire uh, cross the front tire uh, by applying the brake. Oops. Uh, yeah. uh, right after I crossed the fence line. Uh, well, at least you crossed. I, I had crossed and the area was kind of con- kind of congested with me. I was You were trying not I was, to kill anybody. <laughs> I, I, I was midway. I was mid, about mid-pack because of the um, group mm-hmm. and they was all Between the one uh, handing out the medals and the fellow runners, uh, (laughs) I hit the brake hard, and uh, that's great. (laughs) Blue attire. Wow. There's a story, though.
2: Were you screaming story? when you were coming in? <laughs> get out of the way. That's right. That's right. I love it, though. I love it. Those, awesome. those, are the, those are the stories you get to tell, you know, especially to people who are novices who are getting into racing, like, just so you know, that can't happen.
0: Uh, I'd like to ask you a little personal question. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any... um any romantic interest of any kind? Not, not currently. Not currently. currently. You're taking applications for this type of an adventure? <laughs> because you just never know. You know uh, who's going to see or hear this. Uh, I mean, I, you, you're I mean, you're 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 essentially you know potentially a celebrity. So yeah, I mean, you it, know, that's it. That's it. And a handsome man, and we have an audience. I'm just saying. You're a smart guy. You've already got quite a few <laughs> uh, accomplishments. You're eligible. Right. All, right. All right. Y'all heard it. <laughs> Eligible man. I was just curious if you had any anything like that going on in your life right now.
1: No, no, nothing as of yet. But it is
0: something you're open to. Open to. Open to. Very good. Very good. Do you want to have children of your own someday?
1: Um, honestly, I'm not opposed to it, but then again... I. I have a oh, I have a nephew, who oh, I enjoy hanging out with. If if that's as close to being a parent as I get, then so be it. Well, I appreciate that you are a like no matter
0: what in everything that we've asked you in every circumstance you've reflected on. There's not been a negative response no, not in not any part of you right, and that's what's going to propel you. Not just to where you think you want to be, but beyond it uh I believe with you the sky's the limit, and I mean that genuinely sincerely mm-hmm. uh have you got any questions for us
1: uh- no no
2: no not not really. Well, thank you for being our our guest. You have been an excellent inspiration and uh, our audience is going to appreciate you and I uh, can't wait to circle back and see uh, see how things go. You only have 4 years. No, I'm just
1: kidding.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to see what the next incarnation of yes. Ray Stelly is yeah. and I look forward to attending rallies and functions where you're on the stage getting everybody pumped up, yes. getting everybody to understand what they can become and what they need to do with their lives to be better and become better humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love it. I, I mean, I, I really am looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any last message that you'd like to give to the audience?
1: Mm-hmm. The, only the last message I would say is oh, don't, don't be afraid to pivot if, if you're, if you're um dream for goals, don't scare you. You're not dreaming big enough. Oh, I like that. I do, too. I like
2: that. Wow. If your dreams for goals don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough. That is great. That's a. That's going to be a quote right there, man. Well, Ray, thank you so much yeah. for joining
0: us today. It has been a great honor and privilege, and uh, I, I hope our audience out there has enjoyed it. I hope you guys will reach out to him if you have a function or an event where he can come and speak and, and motivate and inspire the crowd. Please reach out to him uh, again. My name's Robbie. I'm Chuck. And we've had with us. Right. Ray, Ray Stelly. Ray <laughs> and y'all know where to find him. Just uh, rewind a little bit and go back and find him again. It's been pursuit of purpose. Y'all have a great day.